Hello guys and welcome back to TNM with your the world again. It's been a while. But actually um I have been having trouble with recording and yeah it's been a bit of a bitch to deal with and I'm just trying my best. I got a new mic and I hope that'll help in the long term. But I don't know. So I'm testing it out right now. Uh <laughs> The last I heard me read, I I've moved on. Alright, I've read a lot of books. I have a little bubble tea right here with me, so we can have a nice little long chat to make it for the time. Mm. I'm like bubble tea at home now. But I do like to go off of bubble tea. I actually went out um this weekend because I had like a little mental health day. It's been hard to say the least. So, I ended up going out with my friend M. We went out to this wonderful bakery. It was great. It was so cute. We took a lot of photos. It was a whole vibe. I was just living. And then we went out to the beach and just walked in the sand and chilled out. Then we went home, watched a movie. So, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, I came home. Today, I did a play Animal Crossing and I did a bunch of writing. I've just been trying to chill, but then I made the accident of like looking at my work emails and it got me stressed out all over again. I'm trying to forget it. I'm like, no, tomorrow's another day. It's gonna be fine. But who am I kidding? But I'm trying to get back into my little Animal Crossing game. I have been pay playing it like there's no tomorrow. Um, I've been a bad girl. I was playing it with my friend Tanji. Mm. She's been gifting me a bunch of shit. I was able to fully pay off like my Animal Crossing home. Not to mention, Builder Bear had a sale. <laughs> and I know I'm an adult. I do. I work at an adult job. I have a very hard job. And I like pick up all my bills and stuff like that. But I always find the need to do something stupid. So I ended up buying myself a Tom Nook bear. It got to me in like three days. Minus you, I had this all week. And I have been living my best life with it. I got the winter version. Because that's when I started. And I put the sound effects in him. So he has the theme song and he has a little like... Effects. And I love it. I absolutely adore it. And I can't seem to put him down, so it's been kind of good in that front. I've been embracing a lot of my stupid needs and wants. So sometimes you got to do it for yourself, I guess. <sighs> it's not like that's going to help me afford to buy a home. So I take the little happy things I can get. Regardless of that, um, I have been reading. And I ended up reading Enoch. Which is a super complicated BL, honestly, like so many fucking layers. But I'm gonna simplify it because I don't want to go into the whole story. But here's a background: uh, the God of War slash Sand is brother to the God of Life, Osiris. Um, what? No, um, Oasis. Whatever the fuck his name. Whatever. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go with like with I remember. Because I'm not going to pull up their freaking names and shit. I'm not doing that. 
and he married um they both married their sisters because they're they're based on um egyptian gods which you know that does happen in all of their maps oh excuse me and unbeknownst to the god of war the god of life has a serious thing for him really badly and he in fact wants to um unconsensually mound his brother but uh the god of war doesn't really like him like that but he manages to threaten him with the life of his future child that isn't technically really his child it's actually the god of life's child because they conceived together and they just kept him out of the loop the god of sand out of the loop and he uses this as an opportunity to sa him and do a bunch of inappropriate things to him and he's dealing with the trauma of this so what ended up happening is the god of sand ended up killing the god of life <laughs> and like tearing up his body and like spreading it along the mile whatever but even with that um he was witnessed by his the god of life was witnessed by his own wife osiris who knows about all this has happened but has kind of taken made uh the god of war take the fall for this mind you the god of war is like supposedly like really pretty he has this like gorgeous red hair and red eyes Bien bonito. so a lot of like the gods fall in love with him and not surprisingly so does one of um osiris's and the god of life's son and he starts like trying to find him for the throne but he secretly is in love with the god of sand it is a super complicated bl like i'm not gonna get into the specifics of it because i can be here all day and i'm trying to condense that because there's a lot of other stories that i want to talk about but like when i say that it was low-key kind of wild it was a wild ride i did not i read it all in literally like two days like you could not take me my away from my phone you could not take me away from my phone it was like me and my phone were connected so it was definitely a read it's not something that i recommend because like i say it has a lot of harsh um, lines to it i would say so if you're not okay with that because there's a lot of incest and a lot of stuff and i'm just like even i'm not comfortable with that so you know do your own thing i guess uh so the next one i want to talk about is 100 percent love gouge it is actually very cute and a good little palette cleanser for me because um the other one was a little so <laughs> it's literally only seven chapters it was very cute and i kind of want to read more from this author so the work is called uh, 100 love gouge or love gouge 100 and what it's about it's about this dude named kim ying hong who is a big fan of like boys love games and you know what honey so i'm like, like cheers anyways so he has this thing for one of the characters who's like super handsome his hair color is like mint his name is mikros 
I think that's how you say that. And he is like full on otaku with that. Like he has his room covered in posters. He has all the accessories. He is just having dreams about this like video game character. And one day while he's in college or whatever with his girlfriends or whatever, he ends up running across someone who looks exactly like him. And he's just like, oh, ho, 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 ho. what do we have here? And so he like starts talking about like scooty ooty, I want to chase that booty. So he starts chasing him around and he ends up like overhearing him talking to like a bunch of his like meathead friends so about like, ooh, I hate nerds. Oh yeah, that definitely, yeah, 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 no, 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 I'm not about that nerd life, not meathead 100%. So he kind of goes out of his way to avoid him. He's like, okay, this guy clearly doesn't like nerds, I don't want nerd. So I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> And avoid him. But he starts noticing that this guy, this mid-haired dude, is like low-key kind of following him around. Like he keeps like coincidentally bumping into him a lot. And he like wants to talk to him and shit like that, but he's not happening. He's like, mm-mm. I'm not going to get picked on. I'm not going to bring my beautiful image of my mid-haired character like this dude. But they end up working together as a um, team. Because one of the classes that they have, um, they're like, yeah, teamwork, whatever. Which does happen, and they just suck. But, what was I going to say? Mm. So we end up working together. Sorry, this bubble is down a little too chewy. <laughs> Should have had water instead. Okay, my bad. Anyways, so then I'm getting put together as a good team, or whatever. And, because I'm like, no, we're just going to... Seven. You know, we look like him. You know, it couldn't be that bad, whatever. So they're like, yeah, we're gonna have a study name. We're gonna have it in your house, my dude. And yeah, but we're gonna go there. Yeah, totally, totally. Like, yep. Like, I'm not being there like that, wow. We're gonna sit y'all too well. So he ends up showing up to his house, and Aotaku is like super embarrassed because his whole house is full of like my little trinkets of this fucking Mikalos guy, this fucking mid hair character. And nothing but a wall of posters of this man's. But to his surprise, it goes down very well. And in fact, um, this dude wants to date him. So they kind of start dating. And it's a really cute little story. It's not negative. It's really sweet. It's really adorable. And I don't like it. I like cute little shit like that. It's my type of thing. So along with that, because I was like, yeah, I want to be more for work, or their work, or whatever the fuck they are, I ended up looking at Stranger Than Friends, which is another yaoi, by the same creator, and it's also just as cute. So what this one is, is that these two guys are friends, and they've been friends for a really long time. One of them's very athletic, and the other one's very suave, as we can say, and... <laughs> Um, they ended up seeing this internet trend where people are, like remaking childhood photos, but like as adults. So the athletic guy is like, "Oh, I don't really have any pictures of like my childhood because like I moved out of my mom's house and I'm in my own apartment right now. Like, I don't really have any of those shits." But he wants to participate, so he ends up getting texts from his old friend, and he's like, "You know what? Like, he's like, oh, 'Oh, I'm hungry. Like, bring me something to eat.'" 
So he's like, fuck, whatever. You're like, and goes to the store. He brings him a bunch of snacks. He's like, hey, do you still have those photos of like us as children? He's like, actually, yeah. Like, do you want to recreate them? I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I'll do it, whatever. And they end up finding a picture of like when they were like in kindergarten and they kissed or some shit like that. And he chooses the the suave guy chooses that photo to try and recreate. And it doesn't stop there because he starts pushing it a little more, boogie-do, boogie-do, a little, a little booby grabby here, a little leg grabby there. It was a whole moment. And now Athletic Boy is like confused. He's like, oh, I didn't know I liked that. I can't like that. I'm not about that. Like, this is my friend. Like, what? And so he's all conflicted and shit. And the suave dude over here is like, <laughs> I'm going to make this worse because I kind of like fucking with this guy. And there's a bunch of complex feelings, but it's still very, very cute. Good read. Good read. I'm still reading this one. You know how much I answer about. Like. <laughs> and I ended up reading Life as a Dog Owner Man. Uh, Life as a Dog Man Owner. That's what it's called. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Uh, this was a um, smart. Yeah, like, that's, that's just what it was. Only a couple chapters, but it was good. Um... <laughs> Um, and also, there's brown people in here. I, res I respect that. So, it gives me very much um, one of my favorite mangas, like werewolf mangas. <laughs> and I can't remember the name right now, but I swear to God, I'm gonna find it. So, basically, what happens is this girl ends up saving this dog who is injured so he ends up saving him and bringing him home and nursing him to like a little bit of health and when she goes to sleep uh there's a dude on her bed talking about hey baby girl and she's like what and it's like bro i'm your dog it's me i love you and oh here it is kida no koi de iku sorry there's no english name that i'm aware of uh forbidden food let's go with forbidden love there you go that's what it's called <laughs> it was basically the same concept and she's like I don't believe you like what the fuck he's like look at my ears I have doggy ears and he's like moving his do doggies around he shows his tail and she's like holy shit you are a dog man um get the fuck out and he's like bro like, don't get me out like I, I can love you don't you wanna I'm not gonna be a good boy I promise I'll be a good boy and so she ends up keeping around Things get moistening because they always do. <laughs> and then they end up being joined by a cat boy, if that's your brand. I'm mostly into dog boy. Uh, cat boy can be done well, but it has to be done extremely tastefully for me. Dog boys are fun, cat boys are love. It's difficult. <laughs> so yeah i've been reading those um let's see something else that i missed because i have been on it lately mm. give me one second because there is something i'm missing and i know that's a print book 
Um, <laughs> I found it, and it's called Haru's Curse. And holy shit, was that book a little deep. Um, how do I say this? It was definitely a more emotional read that I, that I have done in a really long time. I usually like to engrave myself in positivity. Just because, you know, life is kind of depressing sometimes. And I'm a depressive person. <laughs> so depressive person with depressive things isn't always the greatest combination. Um, but I kind of made an exemption because I really wanted to read this book. Um, it's one volume. It's a little obvious. <laughs> the art style is a little strange. It's not something I would prefer on an everyday read. But I do know M would like it because she likes more of a stylized characterization. I like more 80s <laughs> 80s uh, style characters while she prefers more of a 2000s to early 2000s kind of character model where they tend to be more long-limbed. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> Everyone's a little different. But it's not bad. It definitely was stylized, no. So the story goes that this young woman named Haru is dying of what I assume to be leukemia. And she isn't given too long to live. And in fact, we open up with her dying. Like, literally, we open up with her dying. And her sister kind of watched her deteriorate the whole time. And they're now in the funeral. She's saying her goodbyes. And she's just mortified because, in a way, she's in love with her sister, but not the kind of love you would think of like sexually. She's like more, in, like, highly emotionally dependent on her sister. And that's a harsh thing to say. And I don't know when they say something like, so medically precise <laughs> i tend not to use a lot of medical language in my podcast because i do have a bit of that in my background but it doesn't matter she is highly emotionally dependent on her sister for self-worth and value although she herself is an extremely capable woman now, when Haru dies, she feels like, in a way, a part of her death, because, of course, that's her sister and her best friend. And due to their complicated family background of her sister and her isolation within the rest of the family and their father's evident neglect and mother's disappearance, they're highly intertwined, to say the least. So there's a little layer of the complexity underneath the whole story that's going on the whole time. I think I would have really analyzed this because I don't really have anyone to talk to about this story. Because it's not the kind of story I would like to bring up on an everyday basis. But it's, it's very interesting. And I'll, and I'll clean it up with, this, uh, with another thing I'm doing. So it'll be a cheer up after this. Um, <laughs> so after her sister's passing... Uh, due to her family lineage, she is given a chance, quote unquote, or 
given the requirement to take the place of her younger sister and become the fiance, potential fiance to her, to in the heir of a corporation, one of the heirs of the corporation, one of the three sons of a corporation that is highly sought after in Japan. And this young man is formally educated. He's around, he's actually her, um, her age and not her sister's age. Haru was specifically chosen after her because she was more of the obedient, very feminine, very traditionally Japanese looking kind of girl. While her sister, her older sister, which I should probably just find her name right now because I'm just calling her the sister. Her name is Hatsume. So Hatsume is Haru's older sister. And now she's kind of, in a way, taking the place of her younger sister. And this happens in a way of her own condition where Matsume asks that the boyfriend take her to all the places that he's gone with Haru. That's like the term of the relation. And he agrees, which I find, at first I found very off-putting. Like, you would just sit there and agree to go out with like your dead fiance's sister like that's such a turn off like what the fuck like like i thought there was something wrong with him i understood her point where she was like the deal was my family would be taken care of in exchange for the marriage so i feel like she thought that she had to in a way so i'm like yeah i don't potentially consider her at fault at first and the feeling goes out the window as soon as I got a little bit more deeper into the story. Where we start seeing the reason that the boyfriend actually pursued Haru was uh, because he was just following orders. He's never really had a dream for himself. He felt like his life was always planned out for him, which made sense because his mother was very overbearing. And she did, in many ways, plan his whole life out for him. He went to the best universities, he went to the best schools. He got so many certificates and so many things. And he got his job, and he was fulfilling his role as she demanded. And when the moment came to choose a bride, his mom had already previously chosen Haru. But when he met the sister, he was more intrigued by her than he was by Haru. And by Natsume. Yeah, Natsume. But he didn't speak up for himself. And then you kind of start getting a glimpse into Haru's life with a Twitter account that Haru had left behind on her phone. And it's only accidentally found by Natsume. And she starts kind of reading all of these logs and starts re like kind of like repicturing the past, but through Haru's eyes instead of her own. And she starts realizing there was always a little bit of a connection between them, between Natsume and you know, the fiance versus Haru. The boyfriend always treated 
Haru as a child. He did not see her as a fully grown woman or a potential match. He'd only ever seen her as kind of like this duty to fulfill. But he had more genuine and active interactions with her. And when their relationship starts dwindling to an end because the conditions were, we can go where my sister went with you. They basically means the end of the relationship. And that's when we start finding out that he was never actually required to continue dating in that family. That once Haru has passed, the contract was now void. It doesn't matter anymore. But he chose to pursue Natsume himself. And he used the excuse of his family. And then you start realizing that he's not all he says he is. And he's actually in a way fascinated and intrigued. And he has his most emotional responses with her more than he's ever had in his life. So it's a really complicated read. And the curse isn't necessarily a true thing. It's the feeling and the weight that these two people carry with them. And their family's reactions and their own misguidings and all of the feelings that happened in this connection between them is what's the curse is. And I think it was such a very beautifully written story and it just gave you a little of time. But there were definitely some emotions like even from the beginning. It was very well written and I really enjoyed it and I loved the psychology behind it. But yeah. And then, so if you will, the better about myself, I ended up reading uh, The Man and His Cat Volume 4. I have been low-key <laughs> reading that only when I'm ever, like, sad and I need, like, a fucking arrow full of dopamine straight to the brain. Um... Uh, <laughs> That is how highly I recommend. If you ever suffer from like depression, like if you ever someone suffer from a lot of depression and anxiety, look it up online. Look up the book online. I don't even you don't even have to buy it, but like look it up online, and you can thank me later for the tears of joy that will come down your face if you're a highly emotional being, because I'm telling you, I'm because I'm telling you like holy, I be crying. I be crying. That should be hitting my soul. There's a lot of issues in me. That book is not one. <laughs> I know they're up to volume six already. I'm getting volume five soon as like my backup dopamine. Um, I take it as little doses. Don't take it in a big dose. Don't do that to yourself because you're going to be bawling for hours. Little doses. Little micro doses. Read like a chapter. Close that bitch and just feel good for a good hot second and then you'll be fine you can save the rest of it for whenever you're feeling shitty again promised that's from me to you i promise um but otherwise than that i have been getting some writing done i have been writing like there's no tomorrow because i have a lot of things in my head and i want to I had a little bit of time and I really wanted to like get my writing out there again. I feel like it took a little bit of a break the last time I posted something. It was like <sighs> fucking middle of 
July, and it's almost the end of July, which Loki, I'm oh, so ready for fall. I got fall outfits ready, like, you would not believe. <laughs> I am so ready to get out of this goddamn heat. But I ended up making a couple of, um, new Dobby chapters. I ended up uploading, I cannot speak, uploading a couple of, um, audios to my other podcast where I do a lot more suggestive reading. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I've been trying to have fun. I've been very going through it lately. Just emotionally, why? So, happy things means happy followings. And I'm still waiting for a dangerous convenience store to keep uploading. Um, well, I don't know what's going on with you. Uh, but if you're writing or you're on the team or staff that writes dangerous convenience store, I am waiting for my episode. I am waiting. Sir, madam, person, I am waiting. Desperately. Get fucking to it. Pretty please. With the cherry on top. Anyways. (laughs) I've been trying to get my hands on BJ Alex. Or like the printed version. But oh my fucking god. It's so expensive. (sighs) And I saw like the Killing Stocky one. And I'm not going to show myself and stuff like that. I did it once. I'm not doing it again. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not doing it again. Uh, yeah, I read it once. I was traumatized, and that was that. I'm leaving it at that. No no more going back to whatever the fuck that is. I do have the Virgin Witch to read, so that's definitely on the plans. On the plans to read. I have so many things to read. My reading list is exponential. It never stops. And have y'all been watching the Netflix documentaries, bro? Like, they be fucking hitting. Oh my god, I just finished watching like the most hated person on the internet. Yo, that shit was nuts. I was like, I mean, my partner watched it with me, and we were just both like, god damn, god damn. Like, he was just doing all types of extra shit. And I was like, nah, he can't get away with this bullshit. That's ridiculous. But it was good. It was, a, it was definitely very entertaining. And then watching it today. Also, I beg of you. Whoever hasn't read Lady Kane, the sick man, and needs a good porno, just do it. Oh my fucking god, just fucking do it. Uh, that's just me to you guys. But yeah, you guys should read it. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys alone now. It's been a good half an hour. <laughs> I can talk forever, but y'all don't want to hear that from me. Otherwise than that, you'll have yourself a wonderful day. And... Bye. I'll be back with some more episodes and a whole new audio. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.